Welcome back to another episode of BVP News. I am Chris Baker. Nick is off today. Um, so you just get the luxury of dealing with me. Starting out in the weather as per usual in Los Angeles, California is partly cloudy 76. In Houston, Texas, it is thunderstorms with a high of 84. And in Chicago, Illinois, it is mostly sunny 82. And in New York City, it is partly cloudy 81. Okay. Call me crazy, but I find it so weird that Los Angeles has the coldest temperature out of all four locations that we tell the weather for. I don't know why, but that right there is just making me very surprised. I I don't know why. Don't ask me. Doesn't make any sense, but it's, yeah. That's just where my head's at right now with the weather. Nothing like, oh, too bad it's thunderstorming in Houston or anything like that. No. Why is Los Angeles the coldest place? That's the thought in my head right now. But um, since Nick's not here, he's not here to ask me how my weekend was. So I'll just tell you, I had a pretty good weekend. Nice relaxing weekend. I kind of fell under the weather a little bit this weekend. But, you know, what are you going to do? I think Nick had a pretty good weekend as well, um, but, you know, we had our very first poll on Twitter, so for those of you that participated in the poll, thank you very much, um, and I have to be honest with you, the, the results I'm kind of surprised with, but also at the same time I'm not very surprised about, um, so the, if you didn't vote in the poll, the question was, what is your favorite fall food? The options were anything pumpkin, pumpkin, or anything pumpkin, apple pie, apple cider donuts, or anything else. A different um, dessert food. And the winner was actually apple pie. 45% of people said apple pie. And then the runner-up was apple cider donuts. 36. I thought apple cider donuts would take the win. That's what I chose. As my favorite, I thought that was going to take the win, and apple pie would have came in second, or um, anything pumpkin. I didn't think anything pumpkin would be the the lowest one. That had 9% um, for a vote. Honestly, kind of surprised about that, not going to lie. Um, I thought more people would be fans of pumpkin. But, you know, like I said on Friday... You either love pumpkin or you hate it. It's no in-betweens with it. So, um, I guess it's really not that big of a surprise that pumpkin um, was lower. I guess I was just picturing it maybe having a higher poll rating than 9%. But, um, apple cider donuts, I can't believe that didn't come in first. Apple pie came in first, like I said. Which, don't get me wrong, apple pie is very good. Um, I love apple pie, but apple cider donuts does have my heart. So, that is our very first poll that we have done. Thank you to everyone that did vote in it. And, um, let's get into the news a little bit. That happened Friday after the episode was released and over the weekend. A CDC advisory panel met last week to come up with a recommendation, and they also voted on the recommendations. The FDA approved the recommendations that were given by its independent advisory panel the week prior, and the decision that was made 
by the FDA only impacts for the Pfizer vaccine booster. It is authorized under the emergency use authorization for those over the age of 65 and for those 18 to 64 who are at high risk of severe COVID along with those who are 18 to 64 whose frequent institution or occupation exposes them to COVID-19. So who is considered high risk? Well, that is exactly what the CDC panel um, ruled on last week. And the meeting actually took two days and the recommendations came out Friday afternoon. So before we get into the recommendations that were made by the CDC, let me provide some back information for you. The first part already matches with what the FDA says. The CDC advisory panel voted unanimously Friday to recommend the Pfizer booster shot for ages 65 and older in nursing home residents. That the booster can be given six months after full vaccination. Then votes were divided, but the CDC panel ultimately decided ages 18 to 64 with underlying conditions should get the booster at least six months after fully vaccinated. However, they said if you are between ages of 18 and 49 with underlying conditions, you should most likely consult with your health care provider. The CDC panel did disagree with the FDA's emergency use authorization for the Pfizer booster, and the CDC panel, after much debate, did not recommend a booster for people at risk of COVID exposure to their job or living situation. And then it became the director of the CDC, Dr. Lewisinski, to make the final decisions. And what ultimately happened was the Pfizer COVID booster shots are now available for those who are 65 and older, those older than 18 with underlying conditions, and those who are at a higher risk due to their job. I know this is a totally different than what the CDC's independent advisory panel recommended, but the CDC director does have the right to approve or deny these recommendations. As of this morning, the CDC director has accepted and partially overruled that the panel amend, wait, that the panel amended and that is her right as the director of the CDC. The CDC says the booster should be given six months after full vaccination to those who are 65 and older, 18 to 64 with underlying health conditions, along with ages 18 to 49, the CDC does say you should consult with your doctor and ages 18 to 64 with higher chances of exposure to COVID from an occupation or an institution where you are living. You can read all about why the CDC directors, Dr. Lewisinski, made these decisions on the CDC's website at cdc.gov. Transitioning away from the CDC and the COVID-19 pandemic, the subject of the debt ceiling is generally glossed over because many think it doesn't impact their everyday life, but in reality, it severely does. There are some real consequences that could affect you if Congress doesn't act and raise the debt ceiling in the next couple of weeks. The U.S. government would not be able to pay salaries or benefits for federal employees or military members, retirees, or contractors. Social Security, Medicare, and Medicaid benefits would stop, and so would tax refunds along with the child tax credit that you have been receiving 
every month, student loan payments, and the payments to keep all government facilities open. Interest rates would increase, and this would increase the cost for corporations and small businesses. State and local governments, credit card interest rates would increase, mortgages and car loans would increase, and the cost for importing goods would skyrocket. All of those would contribute to more inflation, along with the stock market and your retirement accounts would suffer greatly. The view of a dollar would drop on the world stage, and experts are saying a mild recession would be the best case scenario if the debt ceiling isn't risen. The worst case scenario would be, according to the experts, major job loss unemployment rates would skyrocket again, a near freeze in credit markets and gross domestic products. If the debt ceiling isn't rose, then this could affect the global market for several quarters. This is no government shutdown. It is way worse. On the flip side of this, if investors think the U.S. might default, the consequences could be just as bad or even possibly worse. The U.S. debt is seen worldwide as the safest investment anywhere, and if investors get skittish, the huge revenue source dries up. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen says, We actually hit the debt ceiling in August, but the Treasury Department has been floating all these government programs using extraordinary measures. Congress has actually rose the debt ceiling several times in the last 50 years, and the situation we are in is the result of several years of bipartisan spending and the existing spending promise that are made for Medicare and Social Security along with the 2017 tax cuts, just to name a few. The six past Treasury Department secretaries that were under Republican and Democratic presidents sending letter to Congress warning them not to mess with fire. It is not a game to be messing with. Sticking with the debt ceiling uh, topic, there are several rumors and ideas floating around surrounding this whole topic that I would like to you know address and add some clarity to it. The first most common rumor is we are going through this every year and this is no concern. No, we actually don't. What we you are thinking of is the yearly spending bill. And as you can tell from what I told you a minute ago, this is nothing of the sorts. These two issues are both happening at the same time, which is the first time in American history. The last time the debt ceiling was raised was in 2019 under President Trump, then suspended later that year. Rather than raising the debt ceiling by a specific amount, sometimes lawmakers decide to suspend the debt ceiling temporarily. This is what the Democrats want to do now, and it allows the Treasury Department to borrow whatever they want to borrow to keep the country afloat. The second thing is that is circling around is blaming one specific president. Believe it or not, this problem started a long time ago before President Biden or President Trump. This issue has been around for a long time because the United States government always outspends what more than what it brought in. That is the main reason why we're in this situation, and this issue is why Congress established the debt ceiling back in 1917. The third thing that comes up when the country's debt is discussed is we need to stop all this spending. Well, depending on your politics, that may be true, but the fact of the matter is stopping all this spending will not solve the problem we are in. Raising the debt ceiling today pays for yesterday's bills, and that bill is due in mid-October. By raising the debt ceiling that does not authorize any new spending, 
what happens is raising the debt ceiling allows us to pay for our debts. And then the fourth is, where is the debt coming from? Like, who do we owe this money to? Well, about 70% of our nation's debt is owed to ourselves, like state and private pensions funds and the Federal Reserve. Just under 30% is owed to foreign investors and foreign governments like Japan, China, Brazil, the UK, and many more. A final thought many people are thinking, why can't the Democrats just raise the debt ceiling themselves? They are the majority in the House and Senate. Technically, they that can happen, and it may come down to that. However, the debt ceiling increase has always been a bipartisan process, and usually the debt ceiling is a minor issue among all the other issues Congress is facing. And now it has become a political matter, and if one party does it without the other, it looks bad for that party. Now, I just spoke about the child tax credit a few minutes ago, and I do have some news about the child tax credit. The IRS is saying, yes, there has been another glitch in their computer systems that impacted September's payment for about 2% of the child tax credit recipients. The IRS says if that is you, you still get your September payment. Some of you will see it posted on direct deposit as early as Friday, or it will be sent in the mail in the coming days. The IRS says those who were primarily impacted were taxpayers that recently made an update on the child tax credit portal for either their banking information or address. It also impacted those who are married and filing jointly and only one spouse made a change to the banking info or their address. The IRS says that you may be receiving a different amount than you should be getting. You will still get the other half that you are missing, but the IRS says they most likely sent the other half of that child tax credit to your old banking information or address. And the payments were supposed to go out on the 15th, and the IRS responded 10 days later with an apology to those who are counting on the payments. Now, getting into some rapid news, former Minneapolis police officer Derek Chauvin has appealed his conviction in the George Floyd case. For a timeline on the Gabby Petito case, check out my Medium article later this week for a detailed timeline and a brief update on what is going on in the case. So any of you that have been coming for a while would know that after rapid news comes good news, but since the king of good news is not here, we are not going to be doing good news for this Monday morning, but we will have a good news story, maybe two if we're lucky, Friday morning when Nick is hopefully back. But until then, make sure you come back Wednesday for a Dumb Law episode and then Friday for the latest news that was going on through this week. Um, make sure you follow us on the BBP News Twitter account for the latest 24-hour breaking news so you're always in the know. Check out our personal accounts to see what we are up to and check out our medium articles we are always discussing different topics than we do here on the podcast so until wednesday morning have a great start to your week everybody bye